Welcome to Season 2 of the Practicing Presence Podcast, where spiritual formation is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. What's going on, practitioners? What's up, friends? How we doing? So, we're going to wrap up discerning the divine by talking about what it looks like for you to walk around as a person who is discerning the divine how do you put all of this together yeah we we've thrown a lot of information and stories and all these things at you over the last however many weeks three four five and now it just feels like it's time to go okay how do i tie a big pretty bow on this what does it mean to be a person who is in pursuit of the divine and mm-hmm. therefore discerning that divine yeah clayton what do you think i think i mean everything starts in prayer right so in that if everything starts in prayer what does what does it look like to pray If everything begins in prayer Mm -hmm. and we want to be a people constantly in pursuit of the divine, Mm -hmm. what does it look like to constantly be praying or consistently be praying? So one way that I do it is just like thoughts pop in my head. Lord, intervene in this way. Um, Give me discernment in this direction. Um, Just constantly staying in prayer. Um, so in that, when you say that constantly staying in prayer, mm-hmm. do you mean like, not all day, every day, not all the thoughts that I have? No, I, I don't think anyone, I think that's an unrealistic expectation for most people. I agree. But more so what I was going to ask was when you say you pray, mm-hmm. do you preface it? Do you like address the Lord? Sometimes. Do you always? Not always. Okay. Um, I feel sometimes as if my being created in the image and likeness of God, having these general thoughts and while there is power to, um, in addressing those things, I think lots of times just our, our thoughts and thinking about it, um, is an element of praying, right? That helps in discernment. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, what I would say, if you were a person who was going to try to go about praying all day, mm-hmm. um, have a prayer arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> arsenal is well, a terrible metaphor. Have a prayer. Toolbox. Yeah, toolbox. Um, on this podcast, we have an entire series. It's like 39 episodes or something. Maybe it's not quite that much. It's a lot of freaking episodes about all these different ways to pray. Contemplative prayer, meditative prayer, labyrinth prayer, prayer walking, conversational prayer, listening prayer, breath prayer. Golly. Lectio Divina, Visio Divina. I mean, there's an endless amount of prayer models and different ways in which you can pray. Yeah. And so having rhythms... Having a toolbox of those that you can draw into at different points throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, praying the hours, 
My gosh, I could not speak highly enough about praying the hours. Yeah. Three times, two times, however many, set alarms on your phone for a time when it's convenient throughout your day. It doesn't take but like five, six, seven minutes. And there's something beautiful about knowing that a large percentage of fellow Christians are praying this prayer at the same time as you. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think praying the hours is a great way to stay engaged in prayer all day long. Um, Most of the time when you pray the hours, you're praying some sort of pre-written prayer going through some sort of liturgy. For sure. It's great. Um, Doesn't always meet the need that I'm looking for. Um, Oh, no, that's fair. So That's fair. That's why you need multiple. That's why you need more. Um, And I think the goal, especially for me, praying the hours is... Once you get praying, mm-hmm. like it's more like the nor- it's like the check-in points. This mm-hmm. is, you know, you have your scuba license, right, mm-hmm. or your diver certification. If you go down deep enough, you have to make these checkpoint stops. Mm-hmm. Praying the hours are those. Yeah, they are those. But it doesn't mean that you stop your ascent. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you stop trying to pray. Hopefully, it sparks for you to pray more. Yeah, it's just like a check-in. It's just a reminder throughout the day. Like, oh, hey. Prayer again. So I think the diving metaphor is great for, for this because they're actually decompression stops. Yeah. To release the nitrogen in your body, the thing yeah. that is not supposed to be there. Yep. And praying the hours does kind of does kind of provide a sense of decompression. Like stopping in the middle of your work day. Yep. To pray. Yep. To decompress. To reconnect. Um so yeah, I think prayer is a big element of that, and I think everything starts in prayer in that way, but also scripture. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and in number of different ways, can you engage scripture throughout your day? Also, um, I dare say that, that on your arm is not an element of you engaging in scripture all day long. <laughs> It is true. I do sit around and contemplate about my tattoo. If you didn't know, uh, I'm currently in the process of getting an entire sleeve on my left arm. And it's going to be, I'm taking the summer off because, number one, tattoos are expensive. And I needed some time to recoup money to get more of it done. But also, um, tattoos are a lot of maintenance. So I'm taking the summer off to not have to deal with them because you can't get them wet. You can't sweat. You can't soak them. You can't get them in the sun you can't sweat with them and that's like we live in texas it was like 95 degrees today like how am i not going to sweat on my arm Mm -hmm. um so i'm taking some time off but it will eventually be an entire sleeve of the way in which i read the bible and i do sit around and look at it and think and contemplate and pray about the stories and the way in which those stories impact me and my relationship with the divine yeah Mm -hmm. all those things that is one example for Cullen, right? Like, I yeah. don't think that this is a one-size-fits-all thing. Oh, no, I doubt, I doubt everyone's um, going to go get the, the Bible tattooed yeah. as their arm sleeve, no. It, so that that is one element, and you can find out what that is for you. Um, but I also think that, like, so I used to have, um, I used to do this thing where I would have Bible verses, and I would change it fairly frequently as my wallpaper. Oh, 
And so just engaging with those throughout my day, every time I open my phone, I see it. I'm recognized by whatever that is. Um, the wallpaper is actually a great um, note just as like having something as a constant reminder to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a screenshot like on my phone of a quote and I think about it or I look at it and I think about a lot of things, but one of them is prayer because it says, think like a man of action mm-hmm. and act like a man of thought. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely the man of action. Mm -hmm. But if I'm the man of action without the man of thought, then my actions are terrible. Mm -hmm. And and I'm also a thinker. Mm -hmm. And so if I only think, I'll never act. Mm -hmm. Prayer seems to be the joining factor of the two. It's when I'm thinking and praying that those two things join together mm-hmm. and push me to right action, yeah. to straight action, to mm-hmm. non-crooked action. Mm-hmm. Acting without thinking and praying is crooked action. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, damn. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the wallpaper thing was something that I did to engage scripture. Um if I can, if you also want, so what we're actually talking about are prayer tokens, mm-hmm. uh, which I also think are very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, our dad used to have one. Oh, the, the, the coin. Yeah. Uh, we went to a church at one point that they gave out these like little coins for Father's Day one year. And our dad carried it in his pocket every day for a very long time. Uh, I think he still has it, maybe. or Maybe he lost it, I don't know. But anyways, he carried it in his pocket so long, for so long, and he every time he'd stick his hand in his pocket and he'd feel it, he'd rub it between his fingers, mm-hmm. and he'd pray for us. Mm-hmm. He'd pray for his family. He had that coin so long and rubbed it so long that he began to... Rub the face off of rub it. Rub the face off the coin. Mm-hmm. Um. Prayer tokens work. If you want to be a person of prayer, prayer tokens, they do work. Yeah. And according to Acts, they can also have very powerful powers themselves. Yeah. Paul's prayer token, his prayer cloth, healed people just when they picked it up. Mm-hmm. Just by touching it. So there you go. Um, prayer tokens, yeah, no, big thing. Great reminder to pray throughout the day. But obviously... Sitting down and reading scripture is an element. Um, But another way that you can engage scripture in conversations about scripture is listening to other people's thoughts on scripture, right? Going to podcasts or um, listening to sermons of people that you trust, reading books, um, doing, listening to books if if you're that kind of person. Um, they are listening to a podcast. They are presumably listening. they would be those kind of people to listen to a book. Well, to listen to content. Yeah, I mean, you listen to podcasts, but you don't listen to books. Uh, I do listen to books when they're free. The only mm. reason I don't listen to books is because if I got to pay for them, I'd much rather the actual book. Yeah, I got you. Um, but yeah, like things that you can passively do to engage with scripture. That is something that I do is listening to podcasts, listening to books. Yeah. That's something I do. Absolutely. Um, 
I think the engaging with spiritual content, Mm -hmm. however you want to consume that, uh, I'm sure for a lot of people, that is probably on their social media. Oh yeah, Facebook, Ooh, Instagram, Snapchat. I don't, you know, I don't know how old, I don't know how Snapchat works, but not Snapchat. Oh well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, the, all of those platforms, you end up following people that you trust, yeah, and give voice to. So add add some people into those if mm. you feel like you don't have enough. Uh, a fantastic Instagram follow is Peter Ends. Oh my gosh, a fantastic Instagram follow is Peter Ends. Um, so anyways, I think there are ways to do this, and especially in a conversation of discerning the divine and, and being a person of prayer and constantly in pursuit of divine likeness. Um, I think it's more a disposition than a stencil of how to do it. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's fair. I, I think these things help you in your disposition, though. Correct, correct. I think, I think the goal here is for us to give you enough tools, enough ways to think about these things, enough, uh, enough options and variety mm-hmm. that at any given moment you have one to turn to. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever that moment may be, it can be a moment of despair, it can be a moment of rejoice, it can be anything in between. But being in pursuit of the divine, I don't think is sitting down for an hour, reading your Bible and praying, and then getting up and going to work. Yeah. If you want to have that as a part of it, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I can't tell you how many men that I was told and instructed to look up to because they were leaders in my churches mm-hmm. that paraded themselves because they did that every day. And the minute they put it down, they never thought about gone again. But yet those were men I was told to be in pursuit of. Those were men I was told to model my life after. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that. Yeah. I don't I think that. Um, I'd much rather someone not, spend an hour in prayer during the day, like to start their day. Um, if that's the only time you're going, if pray. that's the only time you're going to pray, yeah, I'd much rather you break that up into six, 10 minute sessions. Yeah. I'd realistically much rather you break that up into, I don't know, 61 minute sessions. Mm-hmm. That would be ideal. Yeah. Um, Engaging the divine all day long in some way. All day long in some small way. Being constantly or consistently, even in small doses, in pursuit of the divine, in pursuit of transformation, in pursuit of growth, Mm -hmm. in pursuit of where God is acting in the world and how they want me a part of it. That's what we're really asking. When we're asking how do we discern the divine, we're asking the question, how do I know what the divine wants me doing in the world alongside them? Yeah. You can do that a lot of different ways. You can. I think the best way to do it is like you said, the Bible. I absolutely, but I'm a reader. I'm a preacher, yeah. pastor, like makes sense that I would think the Bible is the best way to do it. Prayer practices, mm. golly, so many prayer practices. Absolutely need to utilize all of those. Some of my favorite, love praying the hours. 
I love the breath prayer. Oh my gosh. I do breath prayers all day and every day because yeah. I constantly get so frustrated with whoever. Most of the time it's stupid people on Instagram. Um, and I, I use, I use grounding techniques, mm -hmm. three deep breaths. Yeah. I just add breath prayers onto them. Lord, forgive me for thinking that person is a stupid idiot. Breathe it three times in and out. Literally, I, when I tell you I am vulnerable with God, I am vulnerable with God. I love it. I love it. I literally talk to God like they are my best friend. And yeah. I, I do not pull punches. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think another another thing here, and we've talked about it, but sharing these things with community. Yeah. Your community outside of prayer and scripture is your best tool for keeping you in pursuit. You can be doing these things, but if you start to fall off, your community can help you get back there yeah. and encourage you to keep on pursuing. For sure. Um, and discerning, right? Sure. Pursuing and discerning. Absolutely. Um, one way to do that is like covenant groups um, and having, I don't know, Cullen and I will just like randomly text throughout the day, not every day, about crap that's on our minds or whatever. I have other friends that I do that with. Um, we pray for each other. Um, Cullen and I don't actually pray for each other as much as we probably should. Um, I pray for well, you. I we pray don't for pray you together. too. We don't pray together. Yeah. Like in that way, in a formal way like that. But um doing these things with and in your community that is a great tool that you should that you should utilize. There's definitely a reason that you are placed within a people group. Yeah. It's because in the same way that they've been entrusted to you by God, oh. you've been entrusted to them by God. Mm -hmm. And they should be places that we fall back to. Now, I also want to say they're the most fallible oh, yeah. of any of the ways in which absolutely. we pursue the divine. And we absolutely see, even in Scripture, community give bad advice. That's right. And so... Community by no way, by no means, is like the safest way. It's no. a good way, but it's also the most risk versus reward way. It, it really is. It, that is why I framed it as a encouragement, helping you stay in pursuit, not really trying to give discernment or direction, but well, no, helping you well, to... Well, the Bible's very clear that we should take wise counsel. And that, yeah. Yeah, and so... But sometimes, because community has so much of a... Like a deep love for us, it's hard to discern their voice even when they give bad advice. Yeah. So I just want to offer that caveat. The last thing that I want to say before we wrap up because this is something that I've been thinking about and wanted to communicate, but it didn't really need an entire episode. And that's discerning the divine in nature. Mm. 
Um, I've told a story on one of the early ep- earlier episodes about me hearing the voice of the divine in uh, when I was kayak fishing. Yeah. But another thing is just the way in which nature reveals God, natural revelation. Um, I don't think this is a huge thing. That's why I didn't give a, an entire episode to it. But nature absolutely reveals God. Yeah. In the way that nature is constantly being reborn. Every year, the world goes through seasons. Yeah. Winter, everything dies. That's right. Spring, everything's reborn. Summer, everything thrives and begins to die. And then fall, it further continues its death in a very beautiful way. And in winter, it dies. And then there are things that are inverted. But things go through this cycle of death and resurrection. Yeah. Every morning, the sun is born, and every night the sun dies. Every night the moon is born, and every night the, the moon dies. The divine is also communicating to us in nature. You can, you, and I, I'm a very much a, a nature person. I love to be outside. I want to be outside. I cannot be outside enough. I bring the nature thing up because not everybody is going to have nature speak to them that way. But everybody is going to have something that they love more than another person in which God is going to utilize that to speak to them. Maybe you love sewing. Maybe you love knitting. Maybe you love surfing. Maybe you love playing golf. Maybe you love rodeo. Maybe you love whatever. NASCAR. Surely, golly, if there's a person on that listens to this podcast that loves NASCAR, please reach out to me because you might be the most anomalic person in the world. Um, but if you love NASCAR, God is going to find a way to speak to you. More so, the purpose here is making sure that you're open to dis- to hearing and discerning the voice of the divine. Thanks for listening to the Practicing Presence podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.